Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, I got to tell you, I'm in a little bit of a strange mood today. A little bit, um, I don't know, fired up a little bit, kind of entertained. Laughing back here behind the scenes with the eyes before we get things kicked off. Anyway, email address Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And part of it's because of the stupid... (laughs) The stupid stuff that we are subjected to on a regular basis here um, in the United States of of America. In fact, I want to start today. I've got a couple of things from Brian Stelter at CNN. This guy, I <laughs> he he is something. He is something else, and I want to talk or I want to play some sound bites from him. Um, one of them has to do with what we're calling, what people are calling the ministry of truth. He actually thinks that that's a very legitimate role of government. He doesn't understand why people are upset about that. He actually thinks the more people understand about this, the more likely they are going to be in favor of this silly nonsense. So I've got a soundbite about that. also have his... His delusional take. Uh, Folks, Biden had the White House Correspondence Dinner, and I I don't even know the the takes on this. And, of course, it's it's a safe take because, in fact, the first question he asks his guest, and we'll get to this in due course today, was tell us, basically tell us what it was like for people in the room. How did... How was it for people in the room? What did people in the room think about Biden and his performance? Of course, none of us were there. None of us wanted to be there. Nobody can call anybody that was there. So you can say whatever you want to stupid questions like this. And, of course, the answer that he was given was about as stupid as the question. Anyway, let's get to this. I want to talk ministry of truth. I want to talk about this. This is a concept. This is actually a term I've started rereading the book 1984 by George Orwell. In fact, I asked I asked my wife earlier today if my our son, our son is 12. I said, "Do you think he could read this with me?" I think he might be of the age where we can I don't know, we'll see. Read 1984 because this we are living. We are absolutely living in the days of 1984. This is exactly what we were told would happen. And I don't want to go through the whole book, but effectively in 1984, there's this oppressive government and they have things, um, well, like double speak. They have things like the Ministry of Truth, which is designed to be the propaganda arm of the federal or of, of the government. Um, they have the Ministry of Peace, which of course is actually the Ministry of War. Up is down, black is white, left is right. Everything is 
confusing. You're not allowed to talk the you know talk about the truth. People are constantly afraid that they're being watched by by their government, by Big Brother. And so that's the term that Orwell comes up uh, comes up with in the, in the novel to refer to the propaganda arm of of the government, which in reality, <laughs> which in reality is the ministry of lies, the ministry of lies. And so that that kind of segues with what we're experiencing now in reality. So the Biden administration has started this, what is it? What's the actual name of this stupid thing? It's, it's some disinformation campaign. Nina Jankovic, she is the head, I guess, person of this, um, of this outfit. And their job, their job is to stop disinformation. Stop disinformation. This is the same individual who said, who agreed, who agreed with those who were saying in the weeks before the 2020 election that the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, um, you know, we've gone through that in some detail, not in extensive detail. I mean, there's, there's no way that you can. You would need probably weeks and weeks to go through every email. In fact, if you pay attention, you'll find emails, um, you know, there's stories on specific emails on a regular basis or text messages or whatever else um, that's on Hunter Biden's laptop. But anyway, she said it was disinformation. It was a Russian disinformation campaign. That's what she said. So this lady who, again, folks, the people that were saying that back in the final weeks leading up to the election in 2020, they had no basis. It, It is beyond stupid. It is beyond stupid for anyone to have ever believed that now could there have been another explanation when a story is breaking absolutely but is the explanation a russian disinformation campaign that it is patently absurd at this point that we are really being force-fed this absolute nonsense and by the way speaking of hunter biden speaking of uh the laptop scandal speaking of russia who has the real problem who has the real problem with a Putin connection? Here's a headline. I don't want to get into this today, but I just want you to know, if you haven't seen this, that this is that this is out there. Um, exclusive. This is DailyMail.com. Exclusive. Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin met with, drumroll please, Hunter Biden. Surprise, surprise. In Moscow. Surprise, surprise. Over potential investment deal before meeting twice more in uh, in New York and D.C. He's now being sanctioned by the U.K., but not by the U.S. Vladimir Yetvashenko. No, that's not how I say that. You know, there were two people, and the, there, there are some, some Ukrainian names in this in this book, um, and I thought this was the one, but I just, as I said, <laughs> it's Yet uh, Yetvashenkov. Russian oligarch with to- uh, close ties to Putin. So who has the connection to Putin here in the United States? It's actually the Democrat Party today, the radical left, they are masters of projection. You want to know what they're guilty of? Look at what they're claiming the other side is guilty of. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that the Republicans are 
always innocent. That's never going to be my, my position. But this is exactly what happens. This sort of behavior is exactly what happens when they feel like um, they want to, I mean, this, they project. They just project what they're doing on the Republican Party. When they talk about, for example, when they talk about, um, you know, the importance of um, federalizing the election to keep it, keep Republicans for undermining our democracy. In reality, what they're saying is we are actually the ones who are interested in undermining the U.S. Constitution. Now, sometimes it's not a verbatim projection, but they're trying to say Republicans are attacking the foundations of this government, when in reality, they're the ones who are attacking the foundations of this government. They want to say that Trump colluded with Russia. They want to say that Trump had inappropriate connections and ties with Ukraine. But who actually has the inappropriate connections and ties? Who actually has the corrupt deals, the corrupt dealings with these foreign countries? Is it not the Clintons? Is it not the Bidens? Is it not others who call themselves either Democrats or who find themselves uh, firmly in, you know, in the center of the radical left movement? So... This concept, going back now to Ministry of, of Truth, though, this I want to get back there. This was I just wanted to touch on this particular story again. Uh, the Bidens have the problem with Russia, not not Trump. But I want to go back to what we were talking about initially, which was this uh, Ministry of Truth nonsense. This idea, this idea that someone from the government has to be here to tell us what is true. Folks, you know, when, when, when I think about it, we talk about truth on here a lot. In fact, I'm probably going to have, I'm probably going to have Glenn, our voiceover guy, cut us uh, something that we'll play going into the breaks where it says, um, you're listening to Todd Huff, the czar of the Ministry of Truth since 2015. We don't need, first of all, that's done tongue in cheek, Right. But the idea, the idea that we need a governing body to step in and to tell us what truth is, to tell us which information is factually accurate and which information is is not factual, is a major, major deviation from what the founders envisioned, from the founders' understanding of free speech. Remember at the end of the program yesterday, I referenced an article in Time, which I still want to try to get to at some point this week. We're probably not going to get into it in detail today. But in this article, in this article, sorry about that. I was getting feedback um, there in the, in the heads, headphones. Um, but in this article, it, it says that the only people, I'm trying to find this exactly as I'm talking here, but the only people that seem to be I don't know what the wording was, infatuated with free speech are these folks who are um, leading companies, big tech company. Here it is. Here it is. Jason Goldman. He was on the founding team at Twitter and served on the company's board from 2007 to 2010 before joining the Obama administration. I'm reading from this Time article that I referenced yesterday. And since we're talking about uh, ministry of Truth, since we're talking about fact-checkers, since we're talking about um, 
you know, this this concept that we need someone from the government to make sure we only hear things that they say are factually true. This Time article says that this Jason Goldman um, says the tech rhetoric around free speech has become an, an obsession. This is a quote in the article. It's become an obsession of the mostly white male members of the tech elite who made their billions in the decades before a rapidly diversifying workforce changed the culture at many of the biggest companies in Silicon Valley. He goes on to say that these folks would rather go back to the way things were, and they're couching that in terms of free speech or we're not going to allow politics to be part of the conversation. Well, that's exactly what they've done. They haven't allowed politics to be part of the conversation. The idea that Zuckerberg is some... Uh, purist on the issue of free speech. I mean, Zuckerberg's a major problem. Look at Zuckerberg's impact and influence on the 2020 election alone. And the things, not just financially, which is a major, major problem, but on top of that, uh, based upon reports anyway, allegations. The problem with that, on top of that, is that his platform, literally, I mean, it, it, it's the president of the United States is permanently been banned on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram too, I think. There were, there were three or four platforms. And so the first question you have to ask yourself when you're thinking about a governing body, determining what is true, and then telling you what you can hear or not hear, the first question is, who's deciding this? Who's deciding this? And the answer is people like Nina Jankowitz, who's now leading up the Ministry of Truth, She's one that said the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. So she would have, by her own admission there, right? that would have been something she would have tried to protect. Of course, they're trying to protect the American people. They're not trying to protect politicians or political parties. No, no, no. Wink, wink. Not at all. They're not trying to protect their own interests, their own political ambitions or uh, the benefits from the party that's in power remaining in power. No, that has nothing to do with it. They're trying to protect you and me. I mean, how did we get through the 2020 election for those of us who knew about the Hunter Biden laptop story? I mean, that was a dangerous time just by virtue of us hearing that story. She would have blocked it. She thought it should have been blocked. She also would have blocked a lot of the things that obviously Trump said. Wouldn't have had any problem with Hillary claiming Russian uh, interference in the 2020 election. Keep in mind, this led literally to the impeachment of the President of the United States, President Trump. It led, I would argue, indirectly to his second impeachment. And then, of course, we've got what they're calling the big lie about election Integrity, uh, election fraud, voter fraud, January 6th. They're trying to say that these Republicans were organizing a massive... I mean, basically they're saying that the Republican Party leadership, including Trump, including Mark Meadows, including others in the Republican Party, Jim Jordan, I think they would throw in there, other representatives, Ted Cruz, they colluded, they would argue, to encourage people to even... Order people, order them, command them, through code, of course, because there's no direct evidence of this, to overthrow the Capitol 
and to stage an insurrection, I guess thereby <laughs> nullifying the 2020 election. This is so stupid. This is so absolutely asinine and stupid, but they, they advance these narratives and they control the big tech. They control these platforms until Elon Musk. And I, look, Elon Musk is not a principled conservative. Elon Musk is just someone who's consistently come out on the side of free speech. I know Oz is not real necessarily hip on Musk. She's she's not completely on board, and I think we should always be skeptical. I mean, people are people. Um, but I think it's clear that the direction of Twitter under Musk is going to be much better than it was under the other radical leftists that were running it. Musk may, may be a, a liberal, um, but he's not a radical leftist, and he's one that actually believes in some of these principles. When I talk about people who may not share all of our political ideology, but yet we have big agreement with them on some of these core issues, maybe even a lot of these core issues, Elon Musk is one that I think that's that's true at least on some of these some of these big ones. I don't want to say, you know, overstate that. Um, but the bottom line is, we're heading in a, in a right direction with that, and that you can tell that simply by the reaction of the other side. They act like this is the worst possible thing in the history of of humanity. This is dangerous. They don't have a problem with Bezos and his purchases of media. They're just concerned with Elon Musk and and so forth. But so this Ministry of Truth. They don't want us hearing anything that runs contrary to the narrative. And folks, they have they have convinced a lot of people that a ministry of truth is necessary. Brian Stelter at CNN, of course, delusional though he may be, um, is one of these individuals. He doesn't see the problem of this. Meanwhile, the founders del- <laughs> the founders deliberately wanted a media that was free to say things. And, and report things and have people write editorials or what have you that may be considered controversial, maybe, maybe even something that can't be demonstrably proven, but yet there's some things, uh, you know, some, some, I don't know, some, some evidence of wrongdoing. Should we, should we wait until, you know, we have... Should editorials be censored until there's 100% certainty that something happened? Can they not just raise questions about the appearances of impropriety? I mean, of course we should be able to do that. And of course people should be able to use their logic and sense to navigate these things on on their own. Again, I asked the question, who's going to be the person to determine what's true or not? Right? I mean, these are the same people that deny that there's a God. Do you want them denying other things in the world. These are people who are committed radical leftists. Their number one concern is advancing the cause of radical leftist ideology. That's their number one concern. They, they never sleep on this. This is their sole obsession. It is their religion. Do we really want them telling us what's true? Of course not. They're blinded to the truth fact, if truth smacked many of them up the side of the head, they wouldn't even know what it was. It would be such a foreign concept to them. It's so radically different than their warped and completely morally depraved worldview is. They wouldn't understand what the truth was. 
Anyway, Oz is losing her patience with me. I'm long in this segment. Quick time out, my friends. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So let's listen to what Brian Stelter said. Brian Stelter of CNN. CNN. Lost lots of money launching CNN Plus. They hired Chris Wallace, and I think they that lasted for a month or so. Just remarkable how this this network or this this news outlet's even even remotely close to staying uh, to staying on the air. It's 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 just atrocious. Anyway, so Brian Stelter, um, he is talking here on his program about disinformation he has a guest named mariah whelan and just reviewing with her what he is going to say is common sense which is the government is coming in to make sure that we hear the truth that's their job they should police that you know i said this to Diaz the other day what do they think you know twitter for example you know and i know you can reach a lot of people on social media platforms but do they what do they think is happening outside of the social media platforms? Do they think that people walking down the street living their lives um, are not saying anything offensive, or are they preparing for a new form of policing, a new division of the Ministry of Truth that's going to you know do what happened in 1984, put up some listening devices, put up some cameras? make people feel like they're always in you know risking the possibility of of being well having really bad consequences in the book 1984 nothing was illegal nothing was illegal which also which honestly made it easier for people they didn't have to prove anybody did anything they could just say we didn't like what this person did and then suddenly they're facing in the book 1984 perhaps losing their life or being um, locked away for a long, long period of time, all under the guise of protecting the community, making sure, you know, got to get these bad bad people out of here, got to get them out of society. And who better to do that than our loving, benevolent, all-knowing, all-sensing, all-feeling, hat tip to Rush Limbaugh, federal government here. So let's listen to this conversation. This is a, a minute and a half or so. Brian Stelter talking with um, his guest, Mariah Whelan, about, well, the government making sure through its Ministry of Truth, which, of course, is not the actual name. I've called it that for so long, I think that's, that's what I think it's actually called subconsciously. Now, it might as well be. But they're having a dialogue about this, and this is how that dialogue sounds. Here in the U.S., there's been a, an uproar in recent days about the Department of Homeland Security setting up what they call a disinformation governance board. Um, this has been mostly a Fox World story. It, uh, it, it could Fox come up earlier today on CNN State of the Union. But I don't think people know what it is and what because it isn't. Because you don't talk about it. There's just been a lot of, of mm-hmm. right-wing uproar without right knowing wing. what it is. So do, are you in, uh, aware of this <laughs> at all? What is this all about? Aware of it. And I think the first thing is, is mm-hmm. that it's a board. It's exactly a board. as we say. Wow. It, it is meant to bring together people to coordinate a lot of the 
efforts inside of DHS. That means law enforcement. That oh means emergency services like FEMA. They've all been doing counter disinformation efforts for a while to give us accurate information about uh, uh, human rights abuses, mm -hmm. but also about that's what's disasters and where people can get assistance. Disasters. So she wants you to believe. She wants you to believe that this board, this disinformation board, is going to come into well, is in existence so that people aren't lied to about some sort of disaster. They're trying to get help. A, a flood came through, and people are just lying about stuff left and right, and they don't know where to turn, and they're just suffering the consequences. This is how they do this, right? Anytime, by the way, anytime, anytime the government at any level talks about taxes, what do they, what do they tell you about? <laughs> well, we got to get the roads and bridges done. I mean, the amount of taxes that I've heard from local politicians and state politicians and federal politicians that they that they go right to that. Well, you want roads and bridges, right? If I added up the amount of taxes that they pretend that that all falls under that under that umbrella, we're talking trillions of dollars. This is ridiculous. The board does not exist to make sure that people hit by a hurricane or flood or whatever, a tornado are are not misled by people on social media. That is, this is ridiculous to suggest that. This is designed, <laughs> this is designed to act as the Ministry of Truth in 1984, which is to make sure that if it's a political opinion of the ruling class, of the radical left, of the Democrat Party, that you hear it and believe it, and that it's subconsciously just pumped in to your mind. You don't even think about it. Democrats, good. If it's a Republican or conservative idea, you're to well, even what what Stelter did here: right wing extremists, war on democracy, right insurrection, the big lie. That's how they want this to happen. And then, if of course, if they can shut it down completely, even better. Let's listen to the rest of this nonsense these two jokers are talking about here. Coordinating that activity, making it speak with one voice, and being a stronger Maybe. advocate to tech companies and engaging the public and academia, that's this is really total what they're BS. after. Oh, that sounds like common sense. That sounds like when common I sense. This, all I see is like Joe Biden's Ministry of Truth. And yeah. they're gonna steal you know, like it's this, there's this incredible backlash to something that sounds like basic government bureaucracy. It is basic government and bureaucracy. It and is around not. the world, what we're asking for governments to do is to step up more and to play a bigger role in advocating and for people. The censor. big litmus advocating test is, for is civil society included, is the media included? And so far, everything we've heard about the board, which is new and just started, right. shows us that that is the intention, is to be fully transparent and to demand more from our government fully in terms of how they protect us from disinformation and enable us to have information that protects our country mm. and advances our mm -hmm. ability to survive in a, in a major incident, for instance. Oh, stop it. The, uh, just in just the US, stop the absolute. Folks, this, this is either, and I, I hate to say this, I'm not trying to be mean. I hesitate saying this, but I think this is important enough to just get to the point. She's either, she's either, being a moron or she is deliberately deceiving you this is not at all what they are telling you that this is absolutely unequivocally without any question whatsoever you're supposed to believe i just the things that they want you to believe because they're sitting at a desk with the white house or the capitol building in the background 
looks like some people that should be serious about their jobs. These are two absolute jokers, two absolute jokers, pretending like they have information, pretending like they're here to to make sure that we all get the facts straight. They don't have the facts. Actually, they probably do have the facts straight. My hunch is that they know. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes there are, again, and I don't want to be too harsh here. Please, this is not personal. I am, I'm just trying to make a point. Sometimes the people who are trying to make, uh, you know, political movement in this country, they have a term. They have a term for people that do it unwittingly, and they call them useful idiots. I'm not trying to cast that on these. I'm just trying to have a conversation and to say to you that this is, this is, this is not true. Either they don't know and they're that gullible or that naive or perhaps that stupid on this issue or, or they are deliberately trying to mislead you. Folks, if this was part of the necessary part of bureaucracy, why did it just happen? <laughs> why do we just need it in 2022? What's happened? Ask yourself that question. What's happened in recent memory that makes this board? Oh, and it's a board. Oh, there's a lot of people. Oh, there's a lot of people involved. It's not just the czar, Nina Jankovic. There's a board. We should just be happy about that. Well, who's on the board? It's probably a bunch of people that are funded by George Soros. It's probably a bunch of people that are involved in radical leftist circles. They probably have communist backgrounds. They're probably Marxists. They probably donate to Black Lives Matter. They probably believe that transgender crap should be taught to your kids in school without your knowledge or permission. They probably believe teachers should determine what kids learn, not taxpayers and not parents. That shouldn't matter. That's who's on these board, on this board. And we're supposed to take what comfort in that, knowing that there's just a lot of the I take I take a lot of discomfort in thinking that they get a group of these radicals together, they're gonna come up with another idea that's gonna silence your free speech, my free speech, that's going to harm our country even more. And then, of course, lo and behold, what's waiting there in the wings when people get exhausted from the problems that they're going to, sit, they're going to be told has been levied upon them because of capitalism. Of course, it's socialism, and these socialists are conveniently going to be there to give us the facts, only the facts. And the facts will be, according to these jokers, socialism is great. You know, all these things are, uh, th- these American principles that we've been taught are, are racist and divisive. We need to go to some sort of socialistic, some sort of globalist. <laughs> I'm telling you, these folks are, they, they, they never stop. They never stop. Stronger government, more power, less freedom for you. That's what they want. To act like this is something that's about safety is beyond laughable to me. This is about controlling the narrative, giving it some sort of legitimacy because they're operating under the guise that this is about. This is about public safety and so forth. She knows it. I'm telling you she knows it. Stelter, I know, I'm not sure. The jury's still out on that. He may not know it. Regardless, I've got to take a break. Really long. I'm really off my time today. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. My friends, this is going to be a very, very short segment because of how much I've gotten us off of the, well, schedule here today. Um, so the other thing I want to get to 
the, well, there's a couple things I do want to get to, but the one thing I want to make sure that we get to today, where is it? Here we go. The other thing that Brian uh, Stelter was talking about um, on his program, besides the fact that the Ministry of Truth and his crazy way of thinking is a legitimate role of our federal government, making sure that you hear the truth as the government sees it. I just, you know, you used to, there used to be some, you know, if you heard a story, there people used to say, I say used to because this is like so 2020 sort of talk. But if you heard, if, if there's a fight, you know, a, a couple that broke up, a divorce or whatever, and people would say, oh, there's two sides to every story. No, 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 there's not. There's one story. And Joe Biden and his minions are going to get together and they're going to tell you which one that is. That's how we'll deal with that. Simple as that. But the other thing I want to get to is this White House Correspondents Dinner. Um, <laughs> there's a couple things. I just saw uh, Trevor Noah. It, even jokes at this Correspondents Dinner um, is how bad life is for the average American. All these leftist elitists sitting in this room, you know, black tie event, laughing at the problems that they've caused for the American people. In fact, that's the punchline for Trevor, Trevor Noah. I will say, it's, it's actually, I, I have watched his show. None of his stuff's fine. I don't even know what's appealing about the, uh, the, show's, not, the show's not funny, the one that he does on Comedy Central. But he thinks it's funny, apparently, that gas is up, that any, any measurable outcome that we can actually, you know, look at and see if it was better or worse than it was in 2020, all of those are worse. He thinks that that's, that's funny. And I'll, I got that clip, and I've also got Biden getting serious, getting serious at his correspondence dinner. I mean, it's just the, the stupid stuff that we have to be subjected to. These elitists, they are so disconnected, so elite. Everything's fine for them. You may have to cut your personal budgets at home. The federal government doesn't. The gravy train going to Washington, D.C. doesn't stop. The number of, you know, uh, workers in the federal workforce, the raises, their retirements, all these things going, they're not stopping. In fact, they think they're entitled to those things truth is and i look i have no i know some of you work in the federal government please don't misunderstand me there's there's legitimate careers and so forth there are jobs in our government that need to be done um, but not as many as we've created and the pay shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be more lucrative to work in the public sector than it is to work in the private sector after all the public sector jobs exist because of the private sector to begin with doesn't really make sense. But then again, nothing else the government does makes much sense either. So we'll get to those things in the time we have remaining. Sit tight, my friends, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So let's get to this other little humdinger of an experience here. This is um, a couple of things here. Glancing at the time available remaining. I, I'm not going to... There, there's two parts of this um, 
correspondence dinner that I want to talk about, but I don't have time to talk about both of them. Um, what I want to play is what I'm going to play is I'm going to pick the latter of the two. This is Biden's um, serious moment. I'm not going to play as much as I want to uh, Brian Stelter's nonsensical explanation of how you know wonderful that this performance was and so forth. That's just patently absurd and ridiculous. We all know that. Um, but that being said. That being said, we certainly can, we certainly can um, talk about the second part, which is Biden's. Um, sorry, I'm getting the sound bite out of my ears. I'm as I'm talking here, but Biden's synopsis, um, Biden's serious moment, I guess, where he's, you know, it's it's been fun and games at this correspondence dinner. Biden, as we've been told by. Uh, guests on Brian Stelter's program and other leftists was just oh, just funny and comfortable and cracking jokes and busting on Fox News and you know all this sort of stuff, just bobbing and weaving and just up there, just I mean, just putting on a performance like you wouldn't believe. Of course, we don't know this. Of course, it's nonsense to begin with, but we don't know this because we don't watch this silly, ridiculous nonsense. But that's how they want us to think about it. But worse than that. Is is this um, these comments here from Biden? He says American democracy is not a reality show. And he's got some more things to say about it. And I want you to listen to this. Here it is. The First Amendment grants a free press extraordinary protection, but with it comes, as many of you know, a very heavy obligation. Very heavy. Tell to the truth. The truth as best you can, mm-hmm. not to inflame or entertain. <laughs> But to illuminate, I'm sorry, and educate. I'm seeing faces in the crowd here. I know it's tough, and I'm not being deceivers. Yeah, he's not. The industry is changing significantly. It's changing There's incredible pressure on you all to deliver heat instead of shed light mm-hmm. because the technology is changing so much. The system is changing. But the morality of the but people it matters. Matters. No kidding. It no matters. kidding. He's not joking. The truth here. matters. Truth does matter. American democracy is not a reality show. It's not a reality show. Right, they're going to clap for that. America's democracy is not a reality show. That's that, that melodramatic moment there. I mean, this is uh, just ironic to listen to him. He's almost pleading with them in the way I look at this, the way I hear this. Please help me out here. <laughs> Please help me out because you all are doing your job. It's the right-wing media, the people that we don't even want in this room. They're the ones that are telling lies about us. Give me a break. These folks have made lying their full-time career for decades, for decades. And... When they have a little bit of competition for the narrative, they freak out. They freak out. Biden pleads with them to to tell the truth and to fight fake news when, of course, in reality, he's talking to those who are the very creators of fake news. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. My friends, unfortunately, that is all of the time that we have available today. You know, people, I'll I'll say this in closing today, people who really want 
who really care about truth, believe what I've told you about this and what you know about this um, for a while now. That That is, we're not afraid. Truth is not afraid of questions. Truth is truth doesn't is doesn't shy away from any of this stuff. It's when you have a false narrative and a lie that you want to peddle. That's when you get concerned about how people can talk about it and all these other rules they come up with in the ministry of truth. And I've got to go. SDG folks, have a great day. See you tomorrow. Take care.